Welcome to the River D Centre podcast. Listen back to the Sunday worship message recorded live in our church building in Flint, North Wales. We think of the times when we need a little bit of courage. Courage to be a good friend, courage to experience new and exciting activities, and no courage to do what we know is right. We are thankful for those around us that reassure us when we lack courage. May we in turn reassure those around us when they require courage. Amen. Psalm 27, Psalm of a Psalm of David. The Lord is my life and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protect me, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? The message, light, space, zest, that's God. So with him on my side I'm fearless, afraid of no one and nothing. The Lord is my light and the salvation whom shall I fear. The Lord is strong, hold my life, whom shall be afraid. Amen. Courage, dear Lord, whenever I need help or feel anxious, you always have my back when I am stuck. You make me feel good. When I feel scared, you comfort me. Amen. Awesome. Good stuff. That was pretty cool, right? That was pretty cool. If anybody has ever wondered what an authentic house of worship looks like, it's that. Men, women, and children worshipping God through creativity, through craft, through singing, through worship, through um, dance at some point. It was just beautiful. And that's what authentic worship looks like. It's about putting God first, central to everything that we do. It's incredible to see these lighthouses. Uh, Hold them up if you got them. Yes, look at this in the teepee over there. They're not real flames, anybody that's like, anybody that's panicking. Um, they are, so they are good lighthouses until the battery dies. So, no, that's pretty cool. You know, I just wonder, um, I know, um, I'm sure Rich and Andy won't mind me mentioning this, but Lighthouse is pretty important to you, right? Uh, I remember these guys, uh, God spoke to them through a promise and a picture that, that, that God would neither leave them nor forsake them and would be that guiding light in the times of storm and trouble. And I just wonder, before we start today, I just wonder whether there's one or two of us in the room that need a lighthouse right now. One or two of us that need to just fix our attention and go, life's pretty crazy right now. Life is pretty mad. I don't know what's going on. Situations, circumstances are all a bit bonkers. Well, can I just encourage you to look for the lighthouse? And the Bible, the word of God, as we've read this morning, says that he is our shelter, our refuge, our focus. And, you know, there's a story in the Bible where there's a a storm happening and Jesus and the guys are in the boat. And Jesus calls one of his disciples, calls Peter out of the boat 
and to step into this stormy environment. Now, you know the story if you've been in church long enough. If you don't, let me help you out. Basically, Peter is invited. They see Jesus walking on water in amongst the storm. And Jesus invites Peter to step out of the boat and to step into the storm. And as long as Peter's eyes are fixed on Jesus, he's able to walk on water towards him. Despite circumstance, despite the the fact that he's surrounded by waves and surrounded by situations. But yet when he takes his eyes away from Jesus, he begins to sink. And Jesus has to reach in and grab him and pull him back up to where he needs to be. And I just want to start today, you know, by simply just extending the opportunity to worship. Worship is all about focusing on. On God. Luke started the meeting today with some facts that kids hearing is better than uh, adults hearing. You know what? He's dead right. Sometimes, right, he's on the PlayStation in the games room with his headset on and his microphone, and I'm like talking to him. I'm not talking to him, I'm talking to his mum about him in the kitchen, and he appears at the door. And I'm like, how can you hear what we are saying about you? So, lesson number one in today's sermon is if there's kids around, be careful what you say. Be careful what you say. Sometimes, uh, believe it or not, me and Elizabeth, from time to time we fall out, we argue. (gasps) Shock horror. We say things to each other that maybe is a little bit nasty and the tone that we use is sometimes a little bit nasty. You know what? We've been a lot more mindful of it as our children are growing up, as we begin to realize they hear and see everything that goes on. So just a little challenge there for you. But I guess today's challenge, the big challenge in today's message, and we're going to come on to it now, is simply this. I don't know whether you thought, oh, it's a kid's takeover service today. Are they doing it for the kids? They're doing it for the kids. Well, guess what? We did not do this service for the kids. We did it so the kids could worship God. In fact, we did this service so that you guys get to see what we believe authentic real worship is all about. And I'm not saying that you guys are wrong, you know, and we do worship wrong week in, week out. But what I am saying is this, is very Sunday Sunday to Sunday goes quickly, right? And Sundays seem to come around very often. And it's very easy to get into the habit of going to church, is it not? How many weeks, months, years in your life have you been going to church? Well, the challenge that we want to bring today is that rather than just going to a church and attending the church, the challenge and the question is this, are we really being the church? Are we really being the church? Anyone, adults, kids alike in the room, brave enough to pop a hand up and say from time to time, they worry about stuff. Yeah? Yeah. Cheers, Wayne. Who's there? Yeah, you know what? We worry about stuff. I don't know. When you're a kid, Luke, what do you worry about, bro? Put you on the spot, I know. Friends? Yeah? Thomas, do you worry about anything? Everything, okay. That's, that's, that's interesting to know. What about you, Oshan? Do you worry about anything? Some things. Some things. You know, we worry. Adults in the room. Andy, what do you worry about, bro? Everything. <laughs> Go and sit with Thomas. We'll pray for you both later. There's a scripture coming. Uh, guys, what, Mr. Boswell, what do you worry about? Yeah? Yeah? 
Even at your age. And that is what? Your age. Anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. We'll move on. You know, the reality is, we worry about things. Generally, let you into a little secret. If me and Elizabeth are going to argue, generally, the fuel on the fire is finance. True. It's finance. For, for myself and Elizabeth, you know, we don't argue about who's cooking tea. We don't argue about who's unloading the dishwasher. But if I spent too much money on golf last month, that's an issue. Or if uh, Elizabeth's been out for too many coffees and cakes, that's an issue. And we find ourselves squabbling and arguing sometimes over finance. But really, the root of that is just worry. I've got a scripture um, that I want to read and share with you and let it set the backdrop. And then we're going to do an activity. You'll have noticed the washing line. And you'll have noticed under your chairs are bits of card and paper. And we're going to come on to an activity. Because worship requires an action. Yeah? Worship requires an action. It requires a response to God. You know, if you come to church and you are inactive in the way that you worship, and I don't mean doing star jumps while we're singing, but if you are inactive in your heart and mind focus, then actually what you're doing is you're not worshiping God, you're turning up to see and to sit and to watch what happens. But worship requires an action, and we're going to take some action in a little bit. Philippians 4 Verses 6 and 7 says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Verse 7, the next verse says this. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Now, uh, hands up, who went to Sunday school? Yeah? Oh, there's a lot of Sunday schoolers in the room. You know, you'll have learned this verse as a memory verse, right? You'll have been taught this verse. You'll have been told, do not be anxious about anything, but instead pray about every situation. And it seems easy to say. How easy? You know, when somebody says to you, when you're really worried about someone, somebody goes, don't worry about it. You're just like, shut up. Like, that's not helping. Like, what you've just said gives me no, no peace whatsoever and the reality is the antidote to worry is what it's peace it's peace and peace gives you and so the bible says that peace comes from an action in this case how many of us know that sometimes if you want peace you got to go looking for it you got to go find it you know if you sit in chaos long enough you become part of the chaos you become part of the chaos but if you want peace in your life you've got to go and find a source of peace let me give you an example uh, Stephen Hollingsworth from time to time in the past uh, you've enjoyed the loo day have you not uh, Stephen loves a loo day okay a day where work owe him some hours and on a on a loo on a loo day Stephen do you find yourself 
walking up a solitary hill on your own in search of a little bit of altitude, followed by cake and coffee at a table for one at a Costa or Starbucks of your choice. The spot on, spot on. Okay, sometimes when life is busy, we go in search of peace, okay? And yes, you can find peace at the top of a mountain. Yes, you can find peace in a coffee shop sat by yourself. You can find peace when you drop the children off at school and return home and pop on the daytime TV. You can find peace in so many situations in life The world offers you moments of peace. Moments of peace. But what the world cannot offer you is a peace that transcends all understanding. And a peace that can guard your heart and mind in Jesus Christ. Because the Bible tells us that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. Who's ever been to Alton Towers or Thorpe Park or any of those amusement parks? Yeah? Couple of guys. Couple of people. Well, Thorpe Park, right? It's it's called it's on a little island, okay? It's an island of adventure. And I was thinking about this and praying about this, and we took the kids, I took Luke to, to Thorpe Park with his cousins. And we walked over this big bridge and it felt like we were leaving when one side of the bridge was the world. And the other side of the bridge was this incredible theme park with roller coasters and candy floss and chocolate and little potato waffle things with beautiful like garlic dips and it was just it was just another world over the bridge. And there was this moment where I felt like I was leading Luke and his cousins, the boys, along this bridge over to this island of adventure. We queued up, we we went on roller coasters, we went on thrill-seeking rides, we enjoyed our day and the moments thoroughly, did we not? It was just pure good fun. And at the end of the day, after we'd had all this fun, excitement and enjoyed so much, we had to walk back over to the bridge to what was a very boring world. We had to get in a car and obey speed limits. And we had to just drive normally and go and do things. And when we got back to the house, because we'd been out all day, there was a list of jobs for us to do because we'd been out enjoying ourselves. And now we had some jobs to do. But what I learned from that is this. It's a little bit like life, right? How many of us know that coming to church can be exciting. It's great when there's a tent that you can lie down in, Phoebe, and just do your thing, right? It's great when there's opportunity to do crafts and build lighthouses and respond to washing lines and all that jazz. It's all good on a Sunday. But how many of us know Monday follows Sunday? And Monday morning comes and you wake up and all of a sudden all your friends from Kids Own Plus, they ain't there. Be weird if they were. They ain't there. And you go downstairs and you pour yourself a bowl of cereal or you get ready to go to work. And all of a sudden, you realize that all those guys that I was worshiping with yesterday and doing life with, they're not there. They're not here. They're not in this moment. Or you go into work and you sit and you walk into the office and the colleagues are there and you look and the language is bad and it's gossip and it's backstabbing and it's just painful and it's hard and you think... All my friends from church, that atmosphere, it's gone. Where is it? 
But you carry Jesus. You carry the very thing that brings us peace here in this place. You know, you carry Jesus. You carry the light that um, is for the Gentiles. You carry what it is to be the very essence of what it is to be a follower of Jesus. You carry light. And you bring peace. And you bring energy. And you bring life. You see, it's easy to worry. It's easy to be anxious in terms of allowing that to happen. Being anxious and filled with worry is anything but easy. You see, what it does is it begins to back you into a corner, right? It begins you to push you down a corridor that you don't actually want to be in or go, but feel like you can't escape. Prayer and petition. What does that mean? I don't know when the last time you prayed was. I don't know whether you are like A star student when it comes to prayer. I don't know whether you are, yeah, bottom set when it comes to prayer. But what I know this is God is longing to speak to you. If you're sat here this morning going, oh, listen, I, I ain't ever, 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 ever heard from God. Has God ever heard from you? Has God ever heard from you? But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. This is what we're going to do. Here is a washing line. Here was a washing line. <laughs> yeah, it was a washing line. And under your chair are little bits of card. And on this table over here and all around the room, you'll find felt tips and stuff like that. We're going to play a track in a, in a minute or two. And we are going to have a moment where God hears from us. And what I want you to do is write down on that piece of card, if you're comfortable in doing so, something that you can then come up here and pin it to the washing line. Hang it out to dry. Lay it out there. How many of you know, like, what, what are washing lines a thing of the past? Do people do that? Do people still go out and put the washing on the line? Yeah, Tracy, you still do that? I, I don't know. It's just, it just seems weird, doesn't it? People, maybe it's not me. I do wash the clothes. Well, Elizabeth washes the clothes, if I'm being honest. But, you know, we, we use a, a dryer inside. Anyway, I digress. I digress. So, putting it out there, putting it out there, making your request known to God. Now, I've, start, I've got the ball rolling, okay? And I've given you some examples. Now, please don't worry. If there's something really personal that you want to write down and not put on the washing line, that's cool. I'm not, I'm not going to make you put that up here. But what I want you to know, and if you're, if you're willing for it, if it comes on the washing line and it stays on the washing line, I'm not going to read them out. I'm not going to pass them around. I'm not going to put it on social media. But I'm going to collect them in and I'm going to pray for you this week. And when Joel's in, I'm going to give Joel a couple and say, go pray for the, go pray for these, Joel. And when Hannah's in, we're going to give Hannah a couple and say, go pray for this, sis. And when Elizabeth's in, we're going to say, hey, Elizabeth, you go pray for these. And maybe we'll let some of the leadership of the church look at a couple of them 
And I want you to know that we're going to get around your requests and say, God, your will be done in this situation. And we're going to support you and get on behalf. If you've got a real personal request and it's between you and God, you sit on it. You keep it. You pop it in your purse or your bag. And you make sure that you open that conversation with God. But if you're willing to and you want some prayerful support from a brother and sister here in church, then come and pin it up on here. couple of examples. You can go personal or you can go church. So for personal, I've put these. I've put my personal desire, my request, God, is that my children will develop their personal walk and relationship with Jesus. It's a request. God, I want to see you move in my children's life. Number two, God, in this new season of leadership, Lord, please bless my family. You can be a little bit cheeky when you're making a request to God. He's your father. Yasmin, do you ever ask your dear old dad for money? Look, she's like, I'm da- I really want to say no. I really want to say no, but I owe him a fortune. <laughs> Andy, do you ever borrow money off your daughter? No. Okay. That's how it works. We get to come to God. And if it's a blessing you want today, if it's a blessing you want, look, I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel here, but if you want something of God, ask of it. Ask of it. Number three, God, I'm asking for new vision and strategy that can be communicated clearly and effectively for the church. So they're my personal ones. Good pegs. Church ones, these are what I want to see. These are what I'm asking God for. God, I want to see miracles of healing across all of our ministries. I want to see miracles of healing, God across all of our ministries. I want people, when they arrive here, sick, struggling, to leave this place touched by the Father, healed, free from sickness, free from pain. Do I believe it? 100% I do. Have I seen it? 100% I have. Will we see it again? Yes, we will. Number two, I want to see the growth of 50 new people in church. Come on. Come on. Look, you guys are great. I love you, but we need more of you. We need more of you. Why? Because the mission field that we work in is bigger and greater than us. You know, the Bible says the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Come on. God, I want to see 50 new people join a church. I don't think God's too precious about numbers. You know, maybe, maybe I'll take 45. I'll take 45. Last one, I want to see 100% engagement of the church, people serving the community. God, I want to see 100% of people at River D engaged in serving the community of Flint in one way or another. Whether it's through physical support, prayerful support, financial support, being here, turning up, small groups, life groups. I want to see 100% engagement of people here. So I'm going to hang them on the washing line. We're going to hit go on a song. Take a minute. Listen to the words. Go for it. Put those requests down on the paper. Your paper's slightly smaller than mine, so I just went for it and just wrote loads. Even if it's just one, that's cool. Come and pin it up here. And at the end of the service, some of the leaders will take them. We're going to pray for them. And yeah.
we're going to do it right. Don't worry about anything, but by prayer and petition, make your request known to God. And as you do that, may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your heart. You know, my worry, big fear in my life is that my kids might come to a point where they decide that maybe church isn't for them. It's a fear. It's a worry. But I'm making my request known to God and allowing the peace of God to fill my heart, to guard my heart, to guard my mind, to protect me against what might be, but to be full of faith and belief of what could be. Thank you.